Can state regulators efficiently regulate non-banks that leverage technology to enter the market fast and scale even faster? Well, that's the question very much on the mind of Charlie Clark. He is director of the Department of Financial Institutions in Washington State. Charlie is also chairman of the CSBS Non-Depository Supervisory Committee. Over the past year, he has led an initiative to harmonize the multi-state licensing process for money services businesses, or MSBs for short, that operate on a regional or national basis. For instance, apps that live on your smartphone and allow you to move money from point A to point B. What is Charlie's goal? Well, it's to remove a lot of the pain points and redundancy in how multiple states handle MSBs, to improve information exchanges among state regulators, and to allow state departments to spend more time on the most vital matters, all of which fits perfectly into Vision 2020 efforts being implemented by CSBS and state regulators. This is Simply Stated, a podcast from CSBS, the Conference of State Bank Supervisors, and I am Jim Kurtzke. I recently sat down with Charlie to discuss the multi-state licensing initiative. We talked during the CSBS annual meeting in San Antonio. So a warning, the sound quality of Charlie is very good, but for me, not so much. If you can tolerate that technical flaw, you'll get a terrific update from the leader of a vital initiative to better harmonize the multi-state experience. So let's go to the interview. I am here with Charlie Clark. He is the director of the Washington Department of Financial Institutions. And recently, uh, he became chairman of the Non-Depository Supervisory Committee here at CSBS. Charlie and I are both at the CSBS annual meeting. We're here in San Antonio, Texas, the home of the Alamo. And Charlie has been working on a lot of very interesting things. So uh, before we get to our discussion about the chiefly the multi-state compact, tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get to this position of being the director of the Washington State Department? Sure. Well, uh, with, with the exception of... Uh having an internship at the California Department of Corporations uh, when I was in law school, I would have never envisioned that I would end up being the director of a financial regulator, uh, regulatory agency. Um, I'm an attorney. Um, I started out in private practice, had my own law firm for a while, and then went to work for the Washington State Attorney General's office as an assistant attorney general. And uh, it turned out that my client was the Department of Financial Institutions. So I represented them for about seven years, and it gave me a great overview of all the great work that the agency does. Uh, It it, uh, does similar work uh, that goes on in, in other state banking agencies around the country, but uh, I brought securities fraud cases. It was during the the time when there was a lot of mortgage fraud out there and uh, litigated some significant mortgage fraud cases, uh, was able to take some good appeals up to the Court of Appeals, and uh, ultimately uh, in 2012, I came over to the client agency 
started out as a program manager over Consumer services enforcement, which would bring uh, enforcement cases in connection with all of our non-depository industries, including uh, mortgage and payday uh, industries. And at at some point, I was uh, uh, promoted to uh, director of the division. Then about two years ago, I was appointed agency deputy director and uh, most recently in April became the director of the agency. Well, that's good. That's great. That's a, that's a terrific, uh, that's a terrific career arc. I, I've been really happy with it. Again, I could have never planned it that way. <laughs> well, that's like, that's like much of life, right? Yeah. You know, it just happens to you. And then you say, oh yeah, it was all planned, right? <laughs> so uh, when you were uh, the assistant director, you began working um, on a multi-state licensing um, project um, that has grown into something quite significant uh, right now. So do you want to walk us through, this is multi-state licensing of money services businesses or MSBs. Yes. Sure. So um, what problem are you trying to solve? Well, for years I had met with industry uh that had, had come to us, the Washington DFI, to seek licensure. And many times they were seeking to get licensed nationwide. So they were going to go to each separate state to get a money transmitter license. And through those meetings, uh, I really learned about the pain points that these companies are facing when they go to get licensed nationwide. Uh, there are differing laws from each state. Uh, and there are differing legal interpretations in connection with laws that would otherwise appear similar. Uh, Another pain point is that there are differing resources. So uh, you might have one state that has a lot of staff committed to processing license applications and, and looking at all the consumer protection issues. Some states are spread thin, so it takes a long time for those applications to get through, and that's a pain point for companies. And then let's face it, when you have a company that's got a a kind of a hot new uh, product or business model, and uh, they want to go nationwide, they know that there's a race to market, uh, and they're hitting these pain points, that's very frustrating. And it's to complicate that, in many cases, there's redundancy built in. So they're uh, sub- submitting the same information to different people at each individual state. And it's got to be taxing on them. Absolutely. So we knew that was a problem for a while. Uh, in 2017, CSBS came out with its Vision 2020, which really got the discussion going among the states. Um, And just for definitional purposes, Vision 2020 is a policy commitment by the state regulators through CSBS to move towards a 50-state integrated uh, system of non-bank licensing and supervision. Mm -hmm. That's right. And uh, uh, what it really did was it got the discussion going among uh, myself and some some state commissioners that I knew. And it turned out that we were all very aware of these pain points. And I found that other uh, 
commissioners were very open to trying to solve the the problem. Uh, so I went back with my team. We looked at uh, well, could we could we have reciprocity of licensure? the The problem with reciprocity is that the laws are different, so you you can't really uh, just ignore the legal requirements, and it it wouldn't work to to automatically say that because um, state A has approved a license, Washington's going to approve it. But the next best thing is sharing some of the work. So we would rely on another state to review common licensing items. Uh, and we built an agreement around that. And the whole purpose was to try and address those pain points, create efficiency, uh, and um, get states working together to solve this problem. So how many states are working with you? We have 23 states. That's a lot. And it, it absolutely is. And uh, I can tell you it's it's taken states outside of their comfort zone. Uh, but I commend all of the state banking commissioners that have signed on. It's uh, really a, a testament to their desire to try and solve this problem. So you mentioned uh, when we've talked in the past uh, that um, this particular multi-state compact is going through uh, kind of a steps of uh, pilots. Um, uh, can you kind of walk us through what the, what the various pilots are and, and what you're learning from them? Sure. Uh, we've had two pilots. We're re- uh, nearing the end of the second pilot. Uh, but the basic process has been uh, Washington has agreed to be, Washington State has agreed to be the primary intake for companies that might be interested in getting licensed under this agreement. Uh, There's a protocol that's been created, a procedure that uh, the states will follow to um, handle license applications. But uh, through that intake process, there's a form that the company would fill out and submit to Washington. That form would just in very general terms, identify what the company wants to do and which states under the agreement that they'd like to be licensed in. Then as a kind of second step in the process, uh, all of the states which uh, have weekly calls uh, would decide which state is going to review those licensing items that are in common. And that whole process is called phase one. So all the common licensing items are put into phase one. Um, Once uh, that's determined, it's communicated to the license applicant who their, which state their phase one certification process uh, will be under. Uh, Then they submit those materials through NMLS uh, is the nationwide multi-state licensing system, which yes. is essentially the common technology platform that uh, state financial regulators use uh, in the non-bank space. Yes, uh, they submit those materials through NMLS. All of the other states can view those materials uh, because we all have an eye into uh, that portal. And... Uh, they will work with the licensee to complete a checklist of those phase one items. Uh, The states have done some very important work to try and standardize how each of those items will be reviewed. Mm -hmm. So so it's not just a random uh, 
luck of the draw as to which state's going to be reviewing. Uh, we've really standardized what's being reviewed and, and how it should be approached. And when all of those phase one criteria are met, then that that state will issue a phase one certification and give notice to the other states through NMLS that the company can then apply in all of the other states and that state for a phase two. Phase two are really the one-off unique state licensing requirements that each state needs to review before it can issue a license. Um, in many cases, those are financial requirements that need to be met. Um, some of the bonding requirements vary from state to state. Um, there may be um, some unique aspects um, with respect to the control people or uh, certain documents that need to be filed, and those can be addressed in the phase two. But the goal is that phase two will be much shorter, that we have put as much as we can into phase one uh, so that it can be addressed uh, for all the states. And then once those phase two criteria are met, each state has this the um, independent decision-making authority whether they want to issue a license or not. So in phase one, does that essentially take care of the vast majority of licensing requirements in phase two or four? Uh, the certain unique features of individual states? That's absolutely the, the goal, and I, I think it does. Uh, what we've tried to do over time, and, and the reason we keep doing pilots, is we're trying to get states on board with moving as much as possible into the phase one. Mm -hmm. So again, it's, a, it's an effort at continuous process improvement, and uh, the, the pilots have been very helpful. How many companies have participated in the pilots? So we had three companies that went through the first pilot, and uh, we now have, uh, in the second pilot, we have 15 companies that started out. Uh, four have decided they were not going to proceed during, uh, that was due to various reasons, and so we have 11 companies that are proceeding through. Uh, we have a total of 68 licenses of, among those 11 companies that have been issued at this point. Okay. So, uh, you know, we're here at the CSBS annual meeting um, and at the board, this was a discussion topic at our, our board of directors meeting uh, yesterday, uh, where you actually presented this very uh, initiative, the multi-state compact, and the board decided uh, uh, it was actually a voting item to formally bring your initiative under the Vision 2020 umbrella. Uh, what does that mean to you and what does that mean to the initiative? So, well, to begin with, I'm absolutely thrilled that CSBS has adopted this as part of Vision 2020. Uh, I can tell you that the states that have signed on already have committed just hundreds of hours uh, to help this program be successful. Uh, what I think adoption of, of the initiative as part of Vision 2020 does is... I think it, it will give the, the project momentum. Uh, CSBS brings uh, tremendous resources to help the states get on board. For those states that were perhaps on the fence, uh, they'll look at, at this being part of Vision 2020 and be more inclined to, uh, 
to move forward and sign on to the agreement and participate. And so I think uh, that that's fantastic. Uh, there's a lot of expertise with CSBS and their staff that I think uh, they will bring to the process. You know, I, I've got tremendous staff in Washington, uh, Washington State, but uh, I think uh, there are fantastic project managers with CSBS that can take this and improve the process even further. Also, I think CSBS uh, will bring process improvement in terms of technology. I'm expecting a lot in terms of uh, NMLS improvements, NMLS 2.0, and very excited about that. So um, is your end state goal to get all states onto this compact? Um, And do you have any goals on, um, you know, how much time saved uh, can be accomplished through this uh, initiative? Well, I, I, of course, Montana doesn't license money transmission, but uh, my goal is to continue to make progress toward states getting on NMLS to begin with. Uh, some state, that's a requirement to operate under the agreement. So I think um, the adoption as part, as part of Vision 2020 will help with that. Um, and ideally, yes, I'd like all states under the agreement. I'd like it to be a seamless, efficient process. Uh, and I think that's what uh, what industry would like to see in this space. Uh, I don't want it to be uh, at the risk of sacrificing consumer protection. So uh, I think it's important that we always have a, a phase two or at least have some assurance that the existing standards in phase one are covering most of the consumer protection concerns. Right. Well, this, this sounds like a terrific uh, initiative, Charlie, and uh, uh, you've certainly taken this uh, from a leadership position. Uh, uh, it's, it's made an enormous impact, I can tell you, with the media. Uh, when I look back over the past year, there's no single initiative that generated as much media interest as this multi-state compact. So congratulations. Well, well, thank you. And it's been exciting to see the interest in the project and I'm excited about it continuing on. All right, we'll talk again. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you. His initiative on multi-state licensing is very much a priority for CSBS and the state system. Now, if you want to follow more podcasts from CSBS, we're available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple Podcasts. Just hit the subscribe button. Or check us out on our website, csbs.org. Just go to the newsroom and you can easily find our pods there. I am Jim Kurtzke. See you next time.